It is the Shaw's Law Podcast. I am your host, Rob Shaw, a.k.a. The Pod God, for I got a real one on with me today. (laughs) I tell you, it is hard to get this dude because he got to be one of the top five hardest working motherfuckers in showbiz, like trying to get his foot in the fucking door for the league. Son, I hit Corbin NBA all the time. And it's just, yo, B, I, I really want to link with you, but I got to do a pod today. I got to do a draft tomorrow. Yo, I got to sell these Girl Scout cookies today. <laughs> like, this is a hard-working man, y'all. Oh, my gosh, man. I appreciate all this praise. Man, you 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 saying everything for me that I think about you. You're the one doing the grind out here. I'm just trying to do what I can, man. I appreciate you, but I'm happy we linking up, man. It's been, like you said, uh, to every time we do it, it's, it's not soon enough. Now, so lie to me and tell me you don't have another pod. You either did another pod today already or you have another <laughs> one lined up. Go ahead. Lie. Lie and say you don't. I, I, I would say I don't, but I got I got a special guest on. I got you on for my next one, and then I got another one coming out, Power Ranking. So you know it's true. <laughs> I mean, like, you're really working out here, and I uh, can't do nothing but respect that. I appreciate that, man, for real. It's, it's, it, it's something else out here. We all trying to make it happen, and in this biz, as you know, it is a lot of free labor, a lot of grind all the time just to hope that things break right for us, you know? So we're doing what we can. Uh, but dude, you're inspiration to me. So like, I'm just trying to get like you, like this whole, a pod every other day. I'm doing it now, but like you, you've been doing this for a hot minute now. So you got, you got respect on that book, bro. I'm just trying, man. I got you on because one, it's always fun when we link, yes, but sir. I needed somebody special to do the Lakers one. Cause like everybody's a Lakers fan. Yeah, they say it. Yes, sir. They say it, man. All the time you people go, oh, I've been with the Lakers. I'll be like, yo, tell me a member from the 2014 roster outside of Kobe. And maybe I'll get some Nick Youngs and, and maybe I'll get some, some, some Paul Gasols because that's the obvious one. But outside of that, you, you, it's, 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 especially when the Lakers win. When the Lakers win a championship, everybody and their mama have been a Lakers fan since 99. Like... <laughs> Like it, 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 it's it's a mess when that happens. You know what I mean? But um, yeah, I, I don't even. It, as far as knowing them, I've been with this team, and it's funny because when I became a Lakers fan, it was for the stupidest reason. Nine-year-old Corbin liked their jerseys, purple and yellow. That thing slapped, and I was all on it. But what happened was the year was two thousand five. It was just after the glory days. So instead of me watching Kobe and Shaq, I'm not even watching. Kwame Brown yet, it's Chris Mim. It's Kobe. It, it, it's, um, oh, I'm forgetting his name now, but he used to pump threes like a mug. Um, Chucky Atkins. There you go. Chucky, oh, Atkins. Chucky Atkins had the hand cannon. Yes, sir. Jermaine Jones. Uh, we had Karan Butler for that year. That was our star. Then he was gone. Then we got Lamar Odom. And then we working with Kwame Brown and Smush Parker, who I try to believe in so hard. Then we had a couple of good years. Then we went back down to the Grand Canyon of for LeBron and Carmelo, but eventually we'll willing to settle for DeMar DeRozan and, and Greg Monroe. So we, we've been through the, I mean, dude, you have to talk yourself into rosters that had Ryan Kelly on it, Tariq Black. Like, Yo, like, like come say? on now. Huh? What did Fab, Fab say? You never see niggas like smushing the paper? Uh, <laughs> you say it, right? 
I kept. Yo, I mean, it's for real though. <laughs> so why Fab just take that shot at Smush for like for what? I, I, Smush was a Smush was an average point guard. The problem is you can't be average in LA. Then he went and the blew up. Yeah, yeah, it, it's just too big for you to be a, a C plus point guard, and that's what he was. You know what I mean? And the problem was, then he went over and you know had his own personal issues. Then he blew the heck up. Ended up in Miami, played a year with with the Clippers, and then was a rap. Like that was his career. You know, he was a serviceable guy. I mean, he had like what? I'm trying to look at his stats now. Uh, career averages of nine points, three rebounds, and three assists. Like, okay, that's a bench guard. You know, what I mean, that's not somebody starting 82 games for two years for us. <laughs> like, like, mind you, those were his best years: 11 points and, and and almost three assists a night. But come on, 11 points and three assists a night playing next to Kobe? You kidding me? So yeah. that that's he what I'm saying. to get under Kobe's skin. Yo, for real. So when I say when I say uh you know, I've been a real Lakers fan. Like I'm I'm not kidding. It may have started for the dumbest reasons, but I'm a ride or die with them. Now I always start with the Lakers every year and I have one or two other teams that I'll be fans of because I like the player or a move they made, but at the end of the day all roads go back to the Lakers, man. All roads go back to LA. All right. So who's your favorite Laker of all time? Uh, man, Kobe would almost be too passe, right? Um, you know no, what no, I'm you to say? Kobe, live your truth. Live your truth. I mean, Kobe's been the guy. He's been the one constant. You know what I mean? I was really high on Steve Nash when he came, even though we saw how that happened. You know who I liked as a Laker? Uh, even though if he was on 2K, I would trade him away without a second thought. Swaggy P. Like, people forget <laughs> he was a really decent kind of second option for some god-awful Laker teams. Mind you, we were averaging like 17 wins a season, so... I mean, that tells you all you need to know. But he had some moments. I got to say I liked him. Um, I was a big fan of, um, of of Brandon Ingram. That was my guy. He still is my guy, you know, just, just through and through. Um, that 2017 Lakers team that I just wanted them to go all year. I wish they had not got Lonzo Ball. I would have much rather them had Jason Tatum. But, like, I, I got to say Kobe just, just because he was the, the guy throughout my entire Laker watching career, but right after that, I'm gonna give it to Swaggy P. He got through some tough times. All right, who's your favorite current Laker? Can you hear me? One second. Please, please uh, uh, I favorite got current, favorite current Laker. Favorite current Laker. I mean, Oh, uh, yeah, LeBron, again, is someone I would immediately go to. But someone else that I had a lot of fun watching, he's no longer on the roster, Rajon Ronda. That, that, that's a good answer. Yeah, somebody that if people, you know, Laker fans know, back in 2014, when stuff was going, when he was on the outs of Boston and he was busy having, you know, breakfast and stuff with Kobe, people were telling him, hey, we need Ronda to come to the Lakers. So have all these years that finally happened, you know, six years later, but whatever. And then him go through the year he went through in 2019. It, w- it was cool to root for him and see him get a ring uh, this past year with L.A. You know, also that cool Celtics-Lakers synergy. Like, it, it was pretty cool to see that. Um, another guy that was really good, that I mean, another guy that's gone that I liked, uh, Danny Green. Danny Green, my favorite role player of all time. Yep. Another one who, you know, one-year Laker tenure, but he had himself a game in that game one against the, against the, um, against the Clippers opening night. Got it all. Oh, he did get it off last year. Yeah. He, I mean, he had... 27 points if I remember. He was the one guy that was, like, playing like the star that we had got him to be. Not the star, but, you know, that third guy. Now, granted, you know, it was a rough year for him. Maybe he slipped. Maybe it was more injury concerns. But all in all, the guy was – come on, the guy was solid. The guy was solid. All right, most important, what do you think Kobe and Rondo had at breakfast? 
Like when they went to that epic breakfast, which so when I, I feel like Kobe got shows a grit. picture, huh? I feel like Kobe got grit. Yeah, you know Kobe ate. You know Kobe got after it. I mean, he would work hard in the off season. Props to him for that. But you know he got after it. I would say. I mean, I saw the picture. I think one of them had like eggs and bacon. So I know grits had to be involved. If not grits, pancakes, because you know the whole protein thing they try to do. I think it's one of those. I would say it's one of those. All right. Are you a grits guy? I can be. Uh, it's not my first thing. I actually like Farina, bro. Okay, I'm cool People with Farina. Farina, so. that's my thing. But, like, I was, you know, my grand Grammy, she was south all, all the time, grits and eggs, and my mom knew the same cheese grits. So, like, I've been born and raised around grits. I, it's not like I don't like them. But, like, if I have my first choice, give me some Farina, throw some blueberries in there. Uh, let's go. Uh, cheese grits with shrimp. Uh, shout out to my Aunt Ooh. Jan in North Carolina. Woo. She all make right. them grits on a different level. Oh, my goodness. All right, your favorite Laker memory, like, besides the jerseys pulling you in as a young whippersnapper. Oh, easy. Like, go ahead. All right, 2010, NBA Finals, game seven, about a minute left in the game. Kobe Bryant double teamed, passes the ball to Ron Artest, Meta World Peace. He jab steps on Paul Pierce and then lets loose with a three. And I'm sitting there going, what the fuck? And then that shot goes in. And I'm like, yes! And he's kissing the crowd and kissing the clouds. And they still got to get back on defense because now it's a minute and change left in the game. That will forever be my favorite moment. And then Mike Breen, run our test with the three. Dang! And I was like, yes! When he shot that shot, man, I was like, what are you doing? Do we need... And then it went in. I was like, that's my guy. Like, he jab steps Paul Pierce. He's going to do something. And then let loose with the three. Water. Oh, man. I, I didn't see a Ron and Ron story coming, but how could I not? I'm telling you, man, this is real deal. Bro. It's real out here for the NBA guys. Yeah, how's it feel knowing that you're going to open up the season and you're going to get your ring right in Kawhi's grill? Oh, like, you got to watch so, you. Oh, I'm so happy. And I'm not even going to lie. There's a lot of people on NBA Twitter I respect but hate their, like, Twitter, their, uh, what's it called, slant? I hate their... Um... Bias? Yes. I hate their bias and their overlooking of it and the whole, like, Oh, you saw tweets about, oh, 20 days till Kawhi wins a ring or whatever the case may be and all that craziness. And now, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm pumped. I'm like, this is going to be sweet. As they went down the way they did, after talking about the whole, you know, not we don't, we don't play for lights, we play for whatever the f- they were talking about. And now it's like, well, what y'all play for is the rings, but y'all don't have it because we do. And y'all get to watch it. I don't care if we get blasted in that game. Just to see them have to attend that. Is gonna be oh so sweet. All right, that one was just for you because I I know, like, I know my Lakers people. Like, I I know they're they're telling the league office, "Yo, thanks for the oop." Like, the league knew what they were doing. The league knows how to build a storyline, and my dumbass couldn't even figure it out when we were looking over the schedule. I was like, "Why is it not Lakers Clippers on Christmas?" And then I was like, oh, opening night. They're going to make Kawhi and Paul George and Pat Bev yep. sit here in a fake home game. Like to As get- they oh. should. Oh, man. Shout out to the schedule makers. The league got that one right. Yeah, real. Yeah, I really did. Forget that Christmas cheer opening night. Let's remember. All right. 52 and 19 last year. Do you, and you guys have lost some significant names. I'm going to run through the ones that I think are important. You tell me if I missed somebody that, like, nah, you wasn't watching us enough. He was right. a big player. 
Um, Danny Green, my favorite role player of all time. Yeah. Dwight Howard, unquestioned Hall of Famer. If you don't think yep. he's a Hall of Famer, me and you can't talk basketball, and I'm dying on that hill because you're an idiot if you think different. Totally agree. Um, John Rondo, only yeah, dude to get a ring with the Lakers and the Celtics. Mm-hmm. McGee and Quinn Cook, and then I just got to ask you about Avery Bradley. Do you think Avery uh Bradley gives a fuck about his ring? I think, okay, so he helped us to a certain point, right? I think KCP really took over down the stretch and made it and made it so that, like, it wasn't, um, what is the word? uh, KCP took over down the stretch and really, like, lessened some of the need that we had for Avery Bradley in terms of how he played on both ends of the floor. I do think that Avery Bradley's happy to get a ring. I mean, at the end, it, you're right. Like, it's one of those things where, like, you know, he, he didn't really play in the playoffs, so it's, it's Well, he didn't not... come to the bubble. He just exactly. didn't come to the bubble. But, like, his... Feel good. Exactly. But, like, his, his reasoning, I think, was sort of valid in that, in that way. And I think that he was a big reason why the Lakers had the best record they did in the first place. He was the guy sticking all those point guards, those quick guys that LeBron wasn't sticking. Danny Green was no longer capable of defending. Quinn Cook couldn't do. Rondo couldn't do. You know what I mean? He did a lot of that legwork. So I feel like he should feel that he played a significant part. It's not like the dude was a bench player, you know, throughout the whole season. They didn't go to the bubble and then they won. He was a big reason why they got to where they did. Um, And so that's why I respect it. I think his loss is going to be big for the Lakers, too, because he hasn't had a season – uh, what he shot at least uh thirty five percent from three the last couple of years. I think he's had for uh, since like twenty sixteen he shot like thirty five percent from three. He's a career thirty six percent three point shooter. Um, he didn't really get them up too much with us, like four, less than four attempts a night. But he was someone who was getting those shots up. And mind you, we were already a pretty uh below average you know three point shooting team to begin with. So uh, I think that's gonna be a loss that we feel. All right, are there any other losses that were key that I missed? Uh, not that no, I'm, I'm trying to, I mean, you already mentioned, uh, Dwight, I feel like Dwight Howard's going to be a bigger deal than we thought. Deion Waiters, I thought had some flash, but then he got injured, missed most of the season as well. But I like the fact that he almost had, and if you looked at the last eight games of the season, uh, uh before the shutdown, like he, or last, no, I'd say the last, yeah, last eight games of the season and starting kind of in the beginning, he was, um, chemistry with some of the bigs being a secondary playmaker. The Lakers or any team with LeBron has been hard to find outside of, like, the star of Kawhi. I mean, not Kawhi, Kyrie, in terms of someone else playing off that. So, uh, Deion Waiters, uh, all in all, is a non-fact. I mean, he still hasn't been signed. So, I mean, that shows it isn't that big a deal. But he's someone I liked a little bit as well. Um, Aside from that, yeah, you kind of mentioned everybody that was of note. Um, Deion Waiters had the greatest post-championship Instagram Live I've ever seen. It was fun. Yes. Yes. (laughs) No, no. I, like... Honestly, when we get done, I'm probably going to go back and watch that tonight just because it just makes me so happy. Like, he's like, chopped cheese, big cheese, now it's chip cheese now. Oh, uh, yeah, oh, I like that. Oh, dude, he's right, though. I mean, he got himself a ring. J.R. Smith got himself another one. Like, it, it was, I mean, J.R. Smith got himself another one without doing anything and shooting, like, 20% from three. But it was it was, it was, was solid. I'm, I'm just glad it happened. You know what I mean? All right. Your additions are um, Mark Gasol, which, in my opinion, might be a little overrated. Uh, but the two big ones for me are uh, Dennis Schroeder and Montrez Harrell. And I think Wes Matthews was brought in to replace that Avery Bradley role. Okay. Okay. I mean, I, I, I think in some ways so. Um, I don't know if you're getting the same defensive tenacity that you were from Bradley. 
but maybe some more offensive versatility for sure. Yeah, it's a, it's definitely a trade off. Like he's somebody that has a reputation as like a guy who works hard defensively, and I know he does, but he's just not as good as Bradley. But he's probably a better overall shooter. Yeah, yeah, um, that that I would agree with. Um, and and maybe I mean maybe all out of off of three, not as I mean he's it's kind of getting close on that end, but definitely from mid range. Yeah, all in all, I would agree with you on that for sure. For sure. How do you feel about the Marcus Ole signing? I'm with you. I mean, I don't think it's overrated just because he's a big guy who can kind of bang with some of the bigger, like maybe a Nikola Jokic. Um, not in the way that Dwight Howard did so effectively, but he also brings so much more to the offensive end than Dwight Howard was able to in terms of actually spacing the floor, um, making a, um, allowing AD to, to be more of a presence around the basket area. You know, um, with his high-level passing, his basketball IQ on both ends of the floor, and someone who he's not playing 35 minutes a night. He's probably playing more like 20 minutes a night, spot minutes, and that's, that's what they need. You know, it's not like... The Lakers are really looking for some big spots all the time. Marquise Morris can soak up minutes. Montrez Howell is going to soak up minutes. You know, you just need Marcus to come in, knock down some threes, play some good position defense. Like, it's not very hard what they're asking him to do. Uh, and I think that he's overqualified for the position he's going to be given. Now, he did slip a little, in my opinion. He's going to be 36 soon. That's something of an issue. I don't think you can look at it and say it's not. But with that being said, for what he is with the Lakers, I think they're going to put, put him in positions maximize his effectiveness and he's playing with other high level players who I mean they just want a championship for goodness sakes but also can definitely take the the load off of him or any type of load off of him I think you might have just swayed me with one sentence you said he's overqualified for what he's going to be asked to do yes, and sir. once you said that it started clicking in my head like he's not asked to be the starting center or even if no. he is he'll like Maybe he starts in name only, there but you go. they're gonna Harold and Davis are gonna play way more minutes than him, and he's gonna be asked to be probably the fourth or fifth option when he's out there. Yeah. You stating that he's overqualified for what he's gonna be asked to do just made me scared for the rest of the league. <laughs> well, no, because he's true. so smart. He's so smart. Like when you ask a smart player to be your fifth option. Like, he's just going to minimize mistakes, and he's an amazing team defender still. And there's arguments that he might have been the Raptors' most important defender last year still. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Just someone with his high-level IQ. I mean, he anchored defenses in Memphis for years, you know? And, yeah, maybe some of his um, physical – I mean, not maybe. His physical – Some of his, most of his physical prime is gone in that way. Uh, but you don't need that. You need someone who knows where to be, knows how to anchor a defense. It's going to be full of smart defenders, uh, not, not including Montrezl Howell, of course, and maybe help him in some ways. And, you know, really just maximize his high-level minutes for the postseason. Um. How many games do you expect LeBron and AD to sit out where it's Dennis Schroeder and Montrezl Harrell in the starting lineup running a million pick and rolls? Wait, ask me that one more time. I heard the million. I'm, I, I, you said how many do I expect Lebr LeBron to sit out? I, how much do you expect LeBron and AD to sit out where it's just Schroeder, Harrell bumped into the starting lineup running a gazillion pick and rolls? Oh, a ton, a ton. I think that, I mean... Here's the thing. I'm I, I'm pretty sure that uh, 
AD's going to get his minutes. LeBron, oh, you rest him and you rest him from the get. You know what I mean? Like, like give that man all the rest he needs. Uh, you probably try him out opening night. You'll try him out Christmas. There's going to be a lot of games where those guys are brought in, not only for the versatility that they bring to the team, but because they're youth, they're, they're innings eaters. You know what I mean? They're minutes eaters. They can come in and, and get all the time they need without, give, without letting that much go on the offensive end. Uh, you know, as far as what uh, LeBron and AD bring to the table. Obviously, those guys are stars and stuff, but let's be real. Offensively, Montrezl Harrell and Dennis Schroeder are very, very good. And so you bring those guys in, the drop-off isn't as severe on the offensive end, on the defensive end, yet other players around them to help them out as well. Yeah, I think they see a lot of that. I really do think that, especially with LeBron turning 36 in like three weeks. So like, come on, let's be, let's, we got to be smart about this. Um, LeBron and AD both got their extensions done this week. LeBron, two. Years, another $85 million. And AD, AD got to take us out to dinner. Five years, one ninety. AD take the whole town out to dinner, bro. AD, AD got the world right now. I mean, it ain't even right. I mean, it's, 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 it's well-deserved. I mean, the dude is a stud. He's, he's going to be sick in L.A. long term. I, of course, the idea is for him to take over the mantle as best player from LeBron. Let LeBron kind of see to more of a secondary role. Um, and just be that guy, you know, as he enters his prime. So the idea of it, I'm all for uh, entirely. Uh, and that contract is just a sign of, you know, the Lakers got a lock of their own, a guy who wants to be there and had it like it's for the long haul. There won't be any drama. And there wasn't any drama last year, if we remember, but there won't be any drama about, oh, who's going here and what's going to happen there. Nah, these guys are here. They're here for the long haul, and, and let's get it. All right, who are your projected starters for your Los Angeles Lakers? Give me who you think starts and or who you want to start and who you think Frank Vogel actually starts. Honestly, I would just go KCP, Wes Matthews, LeBron, um, got to get that power forward spot set. Uh, oh, no, I already got it. All right, so KCP, um, Wes Matthews, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Marc Gasol. That's the starting five. Makes sense. You're playing the very same role. LeBron's point guard on offense, you know, on defense. You know where he's sticking. You have two guys, KCP, play point guards reasonably well. Uh, Wesley Matthews, a very good defender. You know where he's going to be on that end. Uh, and that's how it goes. Now, whether the coaching staff is persuaded by Dennis Schroeder and his agent to insert him into the starting lineup, does that mean Wes Matthew comes off the bench and KCP goes to the shooting guard position? I think Marc Gasol's a lot for starting at center. LeBron and AD are who they are. So it's really a battle for those last three positions between KCP, um, um, Wes Matthews, and Dennis Schroeder. And then, of course, I expect Montrezl Howard to come off the bench. I was, I'm just so glued to this idea of Schroeder and Harold coming in together off the bench that I just that like that's just what I see and then when LeBron and AD sit games I just see Schroeder and Harold you just insert them I understand Schroeder's want to start especially because he's been behind elite guards before like you're in LA this is your chance to be the starting point guard on a championship level team sometimes you got to make sacrifices B you said it. You said it's about as clean as it can be done. Sometimes it's just what it is. And I think that, I mean, Schroeder, he's talking, oh, this is what's going to happen. Honestly, you're going to a team that won the championship. You know what I mean? Like, they don't need you, quote-unquote. Like, you're good. I'm getting it wrong. But, like, they won with KCP as starting point guard, quote-unquote. And if you're comparing yourself as a point guard to LeBron, then you are as delusional as I don't even know what to say. You know what I mean? So, yeah, I'm with you on that.
I mean, sometimes you got to get back seat. And I like both those guys coming off the bench and being a spark plug and really taking it to a whole nother level. So I like to ask people who pops, like what young guy pops. But with like championship level teams, it's a little bit harder for like that young guy to break out. Um, is there somebody on the roster that could just have a surprise season? It doesn't have to be a young guy because this team has different aspirations than others. Um, I mean, I would still say for a young guy, I like, and this was in limited minutes, but Taylor Horton Tucker. I he's thought that's that where you be, might go. Yeah, he's another guy that can be a, a, another like kind of secondary ball handler. He had his moments. Um, he showed some real flash. Only twenty years old, you know. Uh, you know, he, he had some spot minutes, but I think that uh, he can make an impact as someone who, you know, six four, two thirty, kind of shoot a little bit, get in the lane a little bit. Uh, if he can become like a secondary ball handler, I'd be so great for his own versatility and just for what the Lakers would like to have additionally. But that's the guy I'm looking at. I'm really hoping that there's a breakout role of any kind from. Um, um, Kyle Kuzma, especially with an extension looming. And since we're on that anyway, I'd hope that uh, Alex Caruso will be working on his shooting as well. We need like that, like defensively, high-flying, great. Become a knockdown shooter, please. Um, I don't know if you know, but Kyle Kuzma is the most overrated player in the NBA to me. Oh, oh, Ben knew that, bro. Ben <laughs> knew that. I, it's hard for me even to root for the guy. Like, I do, because he's a Laker, but like, He's, he, and I guess he's likable enough. He just says some real stupid stuff sometimes. And then he, uh, when he's not saying stupid stuff, he's playing like someone who's stupid. I still remember when he's playing um, and he fell for a pump fake three times to Michael Porter Jr. And on the third one, I'm like, he's going for the pump fake. And sure <laughs> enough, Michael pump fake. And, you know, it was like Kyle Kuzma U.S. Airlines with that flying. All right. What are realistic? What's a successful season for your Lakers like what makes you say go ahead repeat hands down no question repeat you, you, you that that is what it would have to take that is what it would have to take a repeat um I I, I don't even yeah that, 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 that's what I think is successful season if they get the conference finals and and and, and go down gracefully there. Let's say they go down in six to uh, the Clippers. Okay, I'll expect. You know, we still got a ring. It'd be like the Raptors last year. Okay, they still won one. That's fine. But ideally, no, repeat. I think that's the only answer, actually, for the Lakers. Like, I think it's – championship or bust is so harsh because there's 30 teams and only one is going to win. But when you have Anthony Davis and apparently LeBron is going to be the first one to – go 12 rounds with father time and come out at least reasonably. Okay. Like he, he's got to fall off sometime, but like even like a small dip in LeBron, he's probably still a, a small dip. He's the, he's a top three player, Easy. no dip it, no slippage. And he's, he's still the number one guy. He's still the guy. Yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, I mean, easy. I don't think anyone saw this going in that he would still be the number one player in the NBA, you know, at least in totality in 2020. You know what I mean? At the end of this, it was it was Giannis putting on the crown. It was Kawhi doing what Kawhi does. And at the end of the day, LeBron, again, is on top of all and playing the way he did. 
Like, the dude led the Lakers in scoring. The dude hit the most threes on the team, the, which is the first time he's done that since, like, 2009, but also just showing how much involved he was. You could look at signature performances up and down the year that he put up. Like, the dude's a beast. I mean, it, it's there's no question. All right. Is there anything else you want to say about your Lakers? Honestly, I mean, listen, it was a heck of a year last year. We take that. We embrace it. We move on. You know, follow this team, get behind it. Uh, I think that's going to be another fun year. Uh, you know, uh, we'll see how LeBron responds another year older. We'll see what happens with Kyle Kuzma with extension talks looming. We'll see how AD takes it as he's given more of the mantle of the best player on on the Lakers. Uh, can Rob Palenka continue to make moves to supplement this roster and continue to have them be the strong because they can be moving forward? These are the questions that are in my head uh, for the Lakers this year. Uh, you know, how will the new additions mesh? Will Montrezl Harrell be, regain some defensive acumen? And if not, will the Lakers staff be able to put him in a better position to do so? Um, that's it. Those are the different lines of story, of dialogue in my head as far as what I want the Lakers to kind of address. Here. And, and I'm just excited for another year of basketball, man. But, like, that's what I'm tuned in on. Yo, plug where they can find you on Twitter, what pods you got. Like, get, give it to them so you can steal some of my followers. Go ahead. Oh, I got good oh, people know, in the streets. Yo, I appreciate that. I know it. It's all love on both ends here. Follow me at CorbinNBA on Twitter. Uh, if y'all really feeling saucy, NBA Barbarian on Instagram, why not? Um, <laughs> I got a pod called NBA Today. Uh, check that out on uh, hoopahoop-ball.com. Um, Apple, Spotify, you know, all the places you find podcasts there. Uh, that's really it right now. Got a few things in the back burner, but they aren't really moving just yet. So I got it. Well, they're not moving because I'm not moving. But once they get out, uh, all will be made known. But uh, until then, man, as always, Rob, it's a pleasure being on. We got to do this again, and we got to do it much sooner. Yo, definitely. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, this has been the Shaw's Law Podcast. Oh, my God. Tongue-tied. Podcast. Yeah, Lakers yeah. edition with the homie Corbin MBA. Um, wherever you're listening to this, leave a review. If you leave a review, I will read that bitch on air. I've been saying that at the end of every podcast, and nobody has left a review. Call my bluff. Say something wild and make me read it. But unless it's filthy, then I just won't. <laughs> but this Hello. has been the Shaw's Law Podcast. I am the pod god, Rob Shaw. Thank you to the homie Corbin for pulling up. And after you listen to this, go to NBA Today because I will be on his show. So here we go, ladies and gents. Thank you for listening.